Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. We are at episode 63, Learning from Your Mistakes. I'm super jazzed about this episode and was inspired from a listener review. Now, I've shared this before. My coach, Stacy says all reviews are neutral circumstances, the positive ones and the negative ones. Even calling a review positive or negative is a thought. And I know that this is true because some of my one-star reviews I find laughable, They are highly critical and I totally disagree and I think that they have missed the ball. Or maybe it is that I just don't resonate with them. Obviously it is that I don't resonate with them. Or maybe it is that I have not been effective enough in reaching them. But as I've shared in recent episodes, I'm not here to serve everybody. I'm not here to make every single person happy. I would love to heal all the hearts. I believe wholeheartedly my approach is the best approach towards healing your heart. But aren't there a million weight loss approaches? Aren't there a million stop over drinking programs? Aren't there a million ways to create more money? Aren't there a million different ways to grow your business? Yes. And so that's why there are so many coaches out there for so many different things. I know there are other heartbreak coaches out there. So maybe that person is a better fit for you. And I say God speed to you because I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I'm not striving to be. And that in and of itself is proof that this work works because I used to need everyone to love me. I used to need everyone to approve of me. I used to need no one to criticize me. God forbid. Now, it's not fun to read the criticism. It's not fun to get one stars. It's not fun to feel like I'm putting my heart and soul out there and have some some pretty, I would say, in my opinion, criticisms that I just don't feel are warranted or obviously wouldn't agree because it's my stuff. (laughs) So it's a very human reaction to not enjoy the quote unquote hate. But I have the ability to step back and evaluate. And sometimes I'm like, she makes a great point. And I think this particular reviewer, she makes a great point. Unfortunately, she has unsubscribed, so she won't be listening. But maybe for those of you who are listening and are scratching your heads, this will help you. So first, I want to start off with, I work with a coach in a mastermind group. Stacy is, in my opinion, the best coach for life coaches who want to grow their businesses. I just, I I believe she is the best. And so I think I'm getting the best results. And I actually think I have the best results over the two years that I have worked with her. My business has just grown tremendously. And I know that I've grown tremendously as a coach, not just my business, but my actual skills as a coach, which is interesting because Stacy is a coach for life coaches to grow their businesses. Yet I think my skills as a heartbreak coach have grown exponentially through this work because I have had to do so much work on owning my value as a coach, owning my value as a female entrepreneur, owning my value in my finances, which I've obviously shared with you guys a lot. Because I'm in a group of 30 
coaches who are all growing their businesses. We are all growing our businesses at very different paces. So the coaching that she gives to each of us is very different. Now, overall, the message is the same. Overall, the mindset work that we all have to do is very much the same. But the goals that we have are different. Some coaches are further ahead. Some coaches are behind me. And it's not even that the ones who are further ahead are better or the ones who are behind me are, are less, you know, they're, they're not as great of coaches as me. It's just that some of them started at different times or some of them have different growth journeys or some of them have different stories about their relationship with money, which ends up affecting their businesses. Last year, at the very beginning of 2019, I had a lot of personal drama going on. And so as a result, my business was not growing at the pace that I wanted it to. So I hired a personal coach to deal with my personal shit. And as soon as I was cleaning up that shit, then my business took off again because I was able to clear the space. So other people were having amazing months because they weren't having personal drama that was taking up all of their time and their energy and interfering with the mindset work on their businesses. So I share all of this because A listener wrote on the review that Claire doesn't take her own advice. She just talked about how when she first met her boyfriend, she spent a whole weekend with him. And I was like, oh, I totally get how this would be triggering for her. This would piss her off. She said, now my mind is spinning and I have to unsubscribe, which... I would love to offer all of you because she said that she had been loving my my show for so long. And then it was like, as soon as she heard that one thing, her brain went spinning and she had to unsubscribe. And I think that that's a pretty extreme reaction. And also, again, if you were listening to this show called How to Stop Wanting Him Back, look at your reactions to me. Look at your judgments of me. And I would encourage you guys, reach out. You, you can figure out ways to reach out to me. I try to read as many uh, messages as possible, but get curious and ask if you've been listening and enjoying what I've shared for so long and I say something that contradicts something else that I have said or confuses you, instead of writing the person off, and I'm not just saying me to defend myself, write me off if you want to, whatever. But even I, I then imagine how does that show up in the rest of your life if you're, you know, it's especially in your dating life, right? Oh, he's so great. She's so great. Everything's amazing. And then they say or they do this one thing and then you want to react and, and run. Um, I know that I did that. So I'm offering this to any of you, right? Notice how quickly you want to write off. And again, I'm just a person on a podcast. You don't have to have any emotional attachment to me. But I do believe how you are in one area of your life often shows up in how you are in other areas of your life. So I found that to be interesting. But again, I know what it's like to be triggered and want to just immediately snap and run the opposite direction and write that person off, even if there was so much that you were getting out of that particular relationship. So she raises a great point. And so what I'm about to share is somewhat personal, but also I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm not sharing anything about my sex life <laughs> with my partner. I've alluded to certain things about my sex life in, in the general sense. But uh, first of all, this is my personal life. And also, I you'll notice I never share my partner's name. This is not anything that he signed up for. I talk about him really mostly in regards to my relationship with myself and what I've learned so much from him. But what I will share, because I've already shared it, is... The first time that I went out with him, our date lasted 36 hours. 36 hours. I drove up to Santa Barbara. We had matched in LA um, three weeks prior. And so many people are like, wait, you drove up there? Yes, I did. 
he was very, he made it very clear that he really wanted to meet. And I had done nothing about my dating life from, I would say, February through August. And before I matched with him, I had made a very conscious decision that I was going to call Mr. Right into my life. And I did a fuck ton of mindset work around it. I had committed to going all in on my business, just a refresh for anybody who hasn't been listening to this podcast for a while. I decided I wanted to become the boss babe. So in the beginning of the year, I had a goal to call love into my life and get my business to maximum capacity. It was too much at the beginning of the year to juggle both. Plus I had this personal drama going on that had nothing to do with my love life. And then I just decided, you know what? This is all too much. I'm just going all in on my business because I want to become that woman who creates this baller business and is serving all these heartbroken women and is thriving in her life. And I want her to start to date. I like that woman. (laughs) It was my own personal choice. This is not me saying you guys have to do all of that. But I also know that when you go all in on one thing, learn this from Brooke Castillo, whose thought model I share all the time. You can get her book, Self-Coaching 101. We'll put the link in the show notes. I knew that when I went all in, I was going to create unbelievable results in my business. And that boss babe woman was going to be so much fun to bring out on dates. And that boss babe woman knew that if she created 20 clients, she was definitely going to be able to create her ideal partner. And so when he had said that he lived in Santa Barbara and he said, you know, he, he he was on a business trip down here and was leaving when we matched. And he said, you know, I'd really like to meet. And I, I didn't take him seriously. I was like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. And then um, we just started chatting and I just thought he was super lovely. And he made it really clear. He really wanted to meet in person. And I took it upon myself. I said, I would love to just go to Santa Barbara and I'm going to get my own hotel room. I have a few articles to write. It would be a great little getaway for me. And it was a little treat to myself. I didn't look at it as, Ooh, I'm going to go up there. And like me, I actually made a joke to him. I was like, as far as the feminine and masculine energy go and this dynamic between you and me, this is where the masculine energy stops. Cause it was very much the masculine energy that I was like, I'm going to come up there. But I had been working my ass off. I had been podcasting writing and coaching all day, every day for months in my apartment. And I thought this would be a great little escape for me. Santa Barbara is so beautiful. And I knew that I was going to get a lot done. I was going to write a lot, which actually I didn't because we met and it was just InstaConnect. And we both really feel like it was love at first sight. And it was just the most unbelievable connection. And I wouldn't take any of it back. And guess what? I also wouldn't have taken any of it back even if it didn't work out. Now, if I'm really being honest, if we both lived in the same place, there's no way that that date would have lasted 36 hours. I really do believe that. And I think that I generally do follow that rule. However, but because we lived two, two and a half hours apart, lots of traffic between LA and and Santa Barbara, because we lived apart, it was like, this is just so good. Let's just keep getting to know each other. And it was very organic. And we just got nitty gritty on his past and on my past. And we laughed a lot. And I had put on my Bumble program, 
Bumble profile, my ideal Sunday. And he said on our first date on, on that night before, he said, you know, I just loved what you wrote about your perfect Sunday. And we ultimately ended up having my perfect Sunday that I wrote on Bumble. And it was so lovely and it was so romantic. And I was super aware that this is a lot of time to spend with one person for the first time of meeting them. And this is overall not something that I preach. And, you know, this listener said, and she made all these excuses for herself. I, I will totally admit it is an excuse like, oh, but I live in Santa Barbara. I could have just been like, thank you so much for this night. You know, we will meet again if you are still interested. I absolutely could have. I didn't want to. And what I'm about to say could piss more people off. But here's the hard truth. I have been doing this work on myself for, I will even just say the coaching work. I've been on a soul searching journey since I was 28 years old. I'm now 39. But this coaching work, I would say I have been doing for four years. And honestly, I can truly say that only in the last two years with Stacy, my business coach, do I feel like I am totally in control of my life. I have the best relationship with myself and I am well equipped to go on a 36-hour date with a man. And if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to lose my fucking mind. And some of you listening right now are going to say, well, I know that if I go on a 36-hour date or I know if I have sex on the first date, I'm not going to lose my mind. Then go for it. It's only a mistake if you call it a mistake. It isn't a mistake if you never hear from him again, right? I was working with a client in her mid-20s, love her so much. And she came to me heartbroken. And what we uncovered was that she gives way too much of herself too soon. She did it for both relationships back to back. And we were healing her heart, moving her through stuff. And then she started going out on dates, some guys she wasn't that into. But the ones that she was into, she slept with on the first date. A couple of times this happened. And then they either wouldn't reach out to her again, or it was clear that they were only interested in having sex with her. And then she'd be so bummed. And I've been there where I've been on a first date and I've liked the guy so much and I'm thinking it's going really well. And then afterwards, I don't hear from him and I get so cut up after one date. You're only spending a few hours with that person. And that was what was happening with my client. The ones that she really liked, she would sleep with off the bat. Then she wasn't hearing from them. And then she was really devastated. And we would have to really look at how, A, you don't know this person. B, you didn't even really ask what he was looking for, which a lot of women are scared to ask men this question. Again, some of you listening are going to be like, I'm not scared to ask that question. But a lot of women who I work with are scared to ask that question. I know I was scared to ask that question. I was even a little nervous asking my current partner, what are you looking for? Because, you know, you don't want them to think, oh, you're like trying to move this along faster. And you also don't want to hear the answer that you don't want to hear. But I definitely asked that the second weekend I was with him because I knew that I was having feelings that felt very different and very real and very strong. And so I knew to really get to the truth of what it was that he was looking for. He didn't have to guarantee me that he wanted something with me, but I needed to know that he was open to finding something really special and that he felt ready for that because I was very clear that I was really ready for that. And so my coaching with that client who had slept with a couple of guys, and especially after we had just done a lot of healing work on how she was giving so much of herself to both exes back to back, my advice was stop sleeping with them. Don't 
spend all night with that guy because she hadn't done enough healing work. And she then was regretting what she did. And then she was blaming and shaming herself and deciding that if he didn't want to continue things that then she shouldn't have slept with him. So let me be clear here. Sleeping with someone on the first date is a neutral circumstance, just like this person's review. It's all a neutral circumstance and you get to decide how you want to think and feel about it. Oftentimes, we change how we want to think and feel about sleeping with someone on the first date or I could have changed how I wanted to think and feel about spending 36 hours with my now boyfriend on our first weekend together because if I didn't hear from him again, then it would be like, oh, maybe if I had only just spent three hours with him, things would be different. Maybe if I didn't sleep with him, things would be different. And that is not the work. But let me tell you guys something. Nine years ago, coming off the heels of my rock bottom relationship, first of all, I avoided dating for two years and I hadn't found the right therapist. I was still in New York when I started to date again. I hadn't found the right therapist. I tried three or four different therapists. They were absolutely awful. I was teaching a ton of yoga, meditating, reading a bunch of self-help books, but I really still was this lost, quote unquote, damaged victim to that whole story. I was a shell of a person and two years had passed and I was like, well, maybe I should start dating again. And I was a fucking mess. I was so triggered. I was so scared about someone else pulling all the shit that my rock bottom ex did. Again, if you haven't listened to my rock bottom heartbreak story, you can go to episode five. We'll put the link in the show notes there. I was a fucking wreck. And so I went out with men who, shocker, continued to trigger me. And I confused my interest with attraction, which that can be a whole other episode. But I had at that point in my life only dated people that I was physically really attracted to so that then I thought, oh, well, there's chemistry here. So that's really fun. I wasn't really ready to open myself up to maybe learning more about the person and getting to know them and letting that physical attraction grow. So again, I was, I was matching with people online who were physically attractive, but came on very strong and then would flip a switch. Oh my gosh. I remember this one guy who totally was a bona fide narcissist and he kept pulling me in and pushing me away. And I was so traumatized by it. This wasn't even my rock bottom because I hadn't done the work. So I was in no position to be sleeping with someone too soon. I was in no position to be staying over with someone the first night that I met them. I was in no position to be going out on a date for 36 hours and think that I could manage my mind and know that I've got me no matter what. So now at this stage in my life, 38, when I met my guy back in September, I knew that I really liked him. I also knew in my body, this was a good man. I just did because I had done all this work. When I had met my rock bottom ex, A few years prior to us dating, everything in my body said that he was trouble, everything. And then I proceeded to watch him date this woman and talk so much shit about her and be so disrespectful to her in front of all of us. And I still ended up dating him because I was so weak and vulnerable and he was such a charmer and we were like a moth to a flame. Narcissists and empaths are like moths to a flame. And... I just now looking back knew that my body was like, oh, hell no. And for the first time with this guy who I'm now with, when I saw him the uh, the first night when he picked me up, I was like, oh my God, yes. I, I shared this on my Instagram story post that everything in my body was like, this person is so 
amazing and this feels so right. And it was the first time that I felt so safe and so excited. I was insanely attracted and felt like this person is a catch and this person is a good person. This person is a good man. And it was just different, but it was different because I was different. And I've heard Brooke Castillo talk about this a lot. Um, She has an incredible program called Self-Coaching Scholars, and I've watched her coach a lot of people, and she has coached me, and she just created the thought model tool that I use all the time, and I'm just obsessed with her. And my coach, Stacy actually works with Brooke. So I feel so closely connected to her because I learned so much from Stacy, who learned so, so much from Brooke. And... I remember Brooke saying, and maybe it was on her podcast or maybe it was in Self-Coaching Scholars, but she was talking about how she had so much healing to do on family members. And so she made herself go to family events. She made herself go to the holiday gathering that was going to be super triggering for her because she had work to do. And now she's done so much healing that she's in a position where she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to go. Like, I don't need to go there to grow. I've done the growing and now I just choose to say no. Also, a lot of growth work is learning how to say no without feeling bad. Oh, but it's Christmas. Oh, but we're family. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've done all the healing on the Christ- on, on the family. I just also get to say no and do whatever the fuck I want, right? And so for a long time for me, taking my time getting to know someone in my dating life, really slowing it down, even if there was an attraction. There were so many times where it would be so easy to just let the date keep going, 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 going. But I knew my work was to go home and see if he was going to reach out. But don't fall into this trap of, oh, I need to go home because if I stay over, then he's not going to take me seriously. Look, that might be true. I I hope that I'm making this clear. It might be true that if you stay over, he's not going to take you seriously and not going to see you as quote unquote wife material or whatever it is that you're looking for, serious relationship material. That might be true, but it's only going to be because of his thoughts. I know so many people who slept together either on the first date or the second date and they're married, right? Like that also happens because sex on the first date, sex on the second date, spending however long you do on the first date, spending however long you do on the second date, whatever, or waiting for eight dates. I also know I have a friend who purposefully was like, I kept sleeping with people way too fast. And I just was committed to a different rule for myself because it was never working out. And I realized that it was really more about sex than it was about the connection. And so it was really important for me to go out on eight dates. And she's now married to that guy. Everything is a neutral circumstance. Everybody has a different journey. Everybody has a different story that they need to heal. Everybody has a different growth experience. So circling back to my mastermind group, my work this year is to be in my relationship and repeat my goal from last year. Stacy feels strongly that I just need to enjoy what I have created and adjust to being in this ideal relationship and adjust to being in this thriving business before we take my business to yet another higher level. And that is a challenge in and of itself because then I'm watching her coach other women and she's giving them different coaching. She's giving some women in the group coaching to go further and it's time for 
them to dive into their program because they're in a certain place. And then she's telling other women to hustle, hustle, hustle to get to the place that I'm in, in my business, because everybody is on a different path. So I encourage you guys, reach out, ask me questions. I promise you that I don't think I'm better. I don't think that I'm fully healed. I just shared on an episode last week, feeling not enough that even though I found my person, that those thoughts of feeling not enough still pop up because I've been carrying that not enough story for way longer than I've been carrying my enough story. And my brain totally wants to freak out. So Yes, this podcast is called How to Stop Wanting Him Back. Yes, I think I'm the best heartbreak coach out there. If you are picking up what I'm throwing down, if you can take the tough love, if you're ready to laugh, if you're ready to hear the things you don't want to hear, if you're ready to manage your mind, if you're ready to lean into your pain, I am the right coach for you and I can get you to where you want to go with healing your heart. And maybe, just maybe, like my client, Natalia, my brave client um, who came on last week's episode. Oh, so that not enough episode was two episodes ago. You know, maybe we do get to the place where we're cultivating space for you to find love. I believe all those things about me as a coach, but let me be very clear. I do not have it all figured out. I have it all figured out for you guys who are in the throes of your heartbreak. I can get you to where you want to go, but I am a work in progress. Always, always, always. I think I found my person. I do not think that I have arrived. We work daily on ourselves and on our relationship. Maybe he's listening and he would say, I don't know if I work daily on myself, but I know that he is always working on something, whether he's committing to his job or other things in his life or his relationship with me. He's such a committed person. He's such a conscious person. He's such an aware human being. And so am I. And so we are always working on us. We are always prioritizing us. And, you know, me moving there is a really big deal. Like that's another thing. Some of you could be listening and being like, whoa, they were dating for four months. And then they just decided that she was going to up, up and leave. Like if this was nine years ago, by the way, I've shared this on my heartbreak uh, on episode five, my heartbreak story. I moved in with my rock bottom ex two weeks in. And some of you would say, ooh, that's a big mistake. I don't look back at that and call it a mistake. A mistake is a thought. And we, when we think the thought, I made a mistake, how do we feel? That was, okay, in the grand scheme, was it technically a mistake? Could we call it a mistake? Could we call him a mistake? Yeah, but I think he was the perfect lesson for me. I know he was the perfect lesson for me. I know I was supposed to move in only two weeks into our relationship and have this whole disaster unfold because of what I am doing right now, because of me speaking these words into this microphone right now to serve as many people as I possibly can for you to understand that you are the creator of your reality. You have the ability to think and choose how you want to about yourself, about your past. And it would be very easy for many of you listening to think, oh, I slept with him on the first date and I never heard from him again. So I made that mistake. What if you went out with him and you didn't sleep with him and you still didn't hear from him again? Would you have thought, oh, maybe I should have given him more goods, right? It's all relative. But one thing I want to leave you with, and it's not the first time I've shared this, Byron Katie, my favorite quote, when you argue with reality, you suffer. When you argue with reality, you suffer. Your past is your reality. You can't undo sleeping with someone on the first date. I would never be able to undo spending 36 hours for the first time when I met my partner. And honestly, I can say 
even if today we were not together, I would never call that first weekend a mistake. Now, some of you might be listening and saying, no, Claire, I cheated on my guy and he found out and now we're broken up. That was a mistake. Sure, you might want to call it that, but then you also get to look at why you did what you did. You also get to ask how this is serving you really and truly. How did you cheating on him serve you? What do you now know? What have you learned? How can you grow from this experience? I know if I cheated on my guy, which I can never imagine because I've never cheated on anyone in my life, that is just not in my nature. And I know what happens. I know many of you listening are saying, oh, I have. And I have clients who have cheated and um, or they've been the other woman to a married man, right? It's all neutral. I'm just sharing. That's just really not my thing. I mean, if I ever did that, which again, can't even imagine it. It's so weird to even have that roll off my tongue. My brain would totally say, Claire, you made a mistake, right? But then it's like, okay, do you want to keep blaming, shaming, beating yourself up? There would be a period of time for that. And then it would be, okay, how do I learn, heal, and grow from this? How can this situation serve me? How can I show up and try my best to get him back? And if it's just a total deal breaker and he wouldn't take me back, then how do I continue to move forward? And then if you keep doing it, for sure, call it a mistake, but then also, and wait for it here, continually cheating or cheating once is a neutral circumstance. And you get to decide how you want to think and feel about it. I know I have my own thoughts and feelings about it, but really and truly why I'm offering all these different perspectives is because first of all, you have to look at what your growth lesson is. And the way I speak to all of you on this podcast is coming from a place that you are probably heartbroken right now and trying to figure out a way to stop wanting him back because that is the title of this podcast episode. And if you haven't figured out how to heal and you haven't figured out your growth lesson and you haven't figured out your relationship with yourself and the thought of being hurt again by someone in your dating life absolutely cripples you with fear, then you are not ready to spend 36 hours with someone on the first date. You are not ready to sleep with someone on the first date because you are most likely going to be spiraling and unraveling. And I think about it as well. Like my coach, Stacy, she has a multi-million dollar business. The things that she is giving herself permission to do in her business are different than the things that she would be allowing me to do and telling me to do because I am not in the place where she is at. No your growth journey. Don't listen to where I am at and what I am doing and hold it against me or give you permission to be able to do the same. I am at a different place. And some of you might be where I'm at. Some of you, I know I hear from a lot of you. Some of you, I just got a message from someone who was like, hey, I don't need your coaching. I'm actually in a great relationship. I just love listening about this stuff because I did all the shit that you talk about all the time. It just fascinates me and I find it really entertaining. And I still take your mindset tools around heartbreak and I apply them in my own life, even though I'm in a thriving relationship. I swear to God, people who are not heartbroken or who don't need to stop wanting him or her back still listen. Or some of you aren't heartbroken and you're single. And I touch so much on how to love being single and love being alone and love who you are. And I share about how I created love in my life. And some of you are listening in for that, right? But really look at what your own personal growth journey is. Look at what you need to heal. Look at what you need to focus on. And 
make that your work. And if some of you are like, I can have sex with people and I really just don't have this painful thought or or feeling afterwards, then go do whatever you want to do. You guys are all grownups. Go do whatever you want to do. I'm talking to the people who are reeling from their breakups and are terrified of finding love again, terrified of being hurt again. And I really speak so much from my own personal experience, not just this one particular client who I mentioned where she's sleeping with guys on the first date and really was giving so much of herself. I was giving way too much of myself, especially in that rock bottom relationship and letting him in way too soon without really getting to know this person. And especially because I was ignoring my body's signals that this guy was trouble. And it wasn't even my body signals that this guy was trouble. This was me observing the way he had treated his last girlfriend. I saw it all happen. And so as Ashley Graber, my amazing therapist. No, she's no longer my therapist, but I've had her on the show so many times. She had said, you know, you saw red flags and you painted green over them. So it was super important for me over the years since that rock bottom relationship nine years ago to not spend an exorbitant amount of time to take a really slow, conscious pace with whoever I was going to date again, because that was my work. But I had done so much cleaning up, so much healing. I was so solid in my relationship with myself. And I just even recently shared that even still the not enough shit has come up in this relationship that I'm currently in, even though he's my dream man, because my brain is freaking out about how weird it is to be so loved by someone who I love so much and who just not only checks off all the boxes of the fundamental qualities that I was looking for in a man, but he has all these added bonuses about him that I'm like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. And so my brain, I shared this in my episode last week or two weeks ago, feeling not enough, how I just the more I started to fall for him, the stakes felt that much higher. And my brain started to freak out that he was going to think I wasn't enough because that was my old story that I had been playing out for so many more years than the amount of years that I was used to just fucking loving the shit out of myself and loving me and owning me and not compromising or settling at the cost of not being able to be myself so that I could keep someone So I hope that this all makes sense. And I think that this particular listener really brought up such a great inspirational topic, but we are not all on the same journey, even if we are all heartbroken. We are not all on the same journey, even if we are single. Some people are single and ready and like way more clear on what they want and who they are. And some people are single, but still very uh, trepidatious about what the future entails or still really scared about getting hurt again. And that that holds them back and it makes them watch themselves a little bit more. So we're all on very different journeys. That is why I know the one-on-one coaching experience is the most powerful and the most transformative because you hear me share about my experiences. You hear me share about my clients' experiences. And obviously I just had my amazing client, Natalia Rotman, just discuss her experience of working with me over the last six months. And yet you are going to have your own unique journey. You are going to have your own lessons that I don't really understand or know until we would start doing the work. So if you're interested, 
go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, click on the work with me page, make sure that you have listened to at least five episodes and you really give a lot of thought to your answers. Some of these applications, they're very rushed answers and they say that they're a 10 out of 10. And then when we connect, it's very clear that they're not. And you don't have to be a 10 out of 10 in your commitment to this work. I take on women who are at least a seven because I get it. You will be a seven or an eight when you're just filled with so much fear or you're not really sure that this work will totally work, but you've been listening to me long enough. You've done your research. You've read the articles. You've listened to the podcast. You follow me on Instagram. Go to Claire the Heartbreak Coach, where I offer so much value and content daily about different ahas that I have or different ahas that my clients have. There's so much information out there for you to make a decision on whether or not I am the right coach for you for our six month journey, because this, this work is not just about healing your heart over a Mr. Wrong. This is about healing your heart with your relationship with yourself. And then not just healing it, falling the fuck in love with yourself. And then from there, creating whatever the fuck you want in your life, whether that's a new person, whether that's thriving in your career, whether that's your relationship with your physical health, whatever that is, we get to play. But that is always going to take at least six months for sure to dive in and dig deep and not just heal your heart, but transform your entire life. So if you are ready, I look forward to reading all of your applications and I love you all so much. Keep the questions coming and thank you for showing up and for making this podcast what it is. This is my passion project. I love you all so much. I love you for all of your support. And I also love those of you who are critical because then you push me to think in a different way and you push me to reflect back on myself and you push me to become a stronger coach and explain as many possible angles as I can so that I can be in a service to as many people as I possibly can. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. Thank you.